what if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome Podcast. I am your catalyst of transformation of the Church of Pod Church of Podcast. Church of <laughs> Church of Awesome Podcast. Brett Dupree here to drop some spiritual knowledge on you. Well, today is March the 22nd. I have been stuck at home for just over a week. I have been quarantining myself since Tuesday of last, Thursday of last week, even though last weekend I did spend some time with my girlfriend. But anyway, it's been this week since at least Monday, I have been at home other than one car drive of taking takeout and, you know, trying to support my local businesses. But at the same time, stuck at home with thoughts and everything like that. And of course, a lot of thoughts are on COVID-19, the global pandemic that is out there. There is a lot of information out there. Some of it true, a lot of it false. Because honestly, this we are still in a very big unknown state of what exactly is COVID-19, though we are learning more day after day due to the Huge impact this has, and the biggest impact it has is when it hits an area and spreads really fast, that it shuts down the health system of that area, and then it gets really scary for the people who have to deal with that, and also the people who have to live in that situation. But today I decided to talk more about empathy versus sympathy. Because I see a lot, a decent amount of that, especially from my more spiritual friends on my Facebook feed and a lot of other people talking about this idea of fear and how it is a bad thing. And I want to talk a little bit more about empathy. So let's first talk about fear. One of my favorite quotes is, it is not that you must be free from fear. The moment you try to free yourself from fear, you create a resistance against fear. Resistance in any form doesn't end fear. What is needed rather is rather than running away or controlling or suppressing or any or any other resistance is understanding fear. That means watch it, learn about it, come directly into contact with it. So this COVID-19 pandemic is causing... A lot of fear. A lot of people are panicking. And the panic looks different from each and every person. You could see the flighters or the fighters is what I like to say. And the fighters are the people who make sense in a sense. What do you, what do I mean by that? This is where the panic is obvious to it. That they are fearful so they go out they hoard food. They buy all the toilet paper. As we are out of toilet paper in like two months from now, toilet paper is going to be lining all the store shelves because as of right now, our supply chains are still healthy. And if they continue to be relatively healthy, we're going to have plenty of toilet paper and plenty of food and non-perishables and stuff like that. But this is the panic of the people who are talking are really freaking out. And this is the panic that the fear that is obvious when you look at it. When you look at it, you can see it. This is the fear where we're talking about. I know I'm like I'm feeling very vague right here, but this is the fear where people are freaking out. People don't know what to do and people are 
I would say buying all the hand sanitizer, buying all the toilet paper, being stuck at home talking about how this is going to be the end of the world, how everything is going to break down, how so many people are going to die. This is the fear that when someone's panicking in the fight sense, it's very easy to see. But the other side is the flight sense. The flight sense is a different kind of panic. And this is the panic that can lead to nihilism. Where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to die anyway. And you just don't really want to deal with it. You don't want to embrace the issue. You don't want to look at that fear. You want to just automatically turn it into empowerment. Automatically flip it into something else without truly going deep within the sadness and the depths and the pain. Because this is scary. This is scary. And this is painful. And this is a time to embrace the fear and the pain and also determine on what you want to do with it because again this can make you bitter or this can make you better but you have to do the steps in between how this makes you you just can't skip it you can't skip over pain i mean i've heard so many stories one was a story from wayne dyer i wish i remember better but it was somebody whose son just died and he was dancing the next day and he said something along the line like yeah your your son died what are why are you dancing and he was like well i could get over this uh, three weeks from now and or i can get over today so i just chose to get over it today something along those lines you know because someday he's going to get over it why don't get over it today but the thing is is sadness fear these are things that keep us alive these are parts of who we are and once you cover i just love the metaphor that human beings are a diamond and anytime you try to cover up one aspect of that diamond one facet you are totally dulling the shine and one of the places that we shine is fear one of the places that we shine is sadness but at the same time Those are very important aspects of us. Fear keeps us alive. Sadness helps us process our emotions. Just watch this movie Inside Out. I think that's one of the best movies on sadness and why it's important to allow ourselves to be sad. There are no negative emotions. There's only negative actions based off those emotions. So it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be afraid. You don't need to go necessarily to empowerment and empowering others because one thing i've learned through this as i'm embracing the fear and the sadness of this situation is listening to people who talk about the empowerment of it there's almost just kind of an anger about it because there's almost a disconnect of not being heard in fact this is why i talk about empathy versus sympathy so this is as i said a different kind of panic people who want to be so relentlessly positive in this situation when other people coming up with their fear you can see them lash out i saw another post where someone was trying to be in a space where this is going to be over in mid-april and then people are like look at all this data look at i don't know and they're afraid and then eventually she got to this post of what do you guys want me to do you want me all doom and gloom which shows that she is still feeling the fear she's still feeling the frustration she's still in that panic mode except her panic mode is trying to be relentlessly positive she's fighting trying not to deal with the situation which is obviously interesting not interesting it's obviously it's very relatable it's understandable very understandable because this is bigger than anything i have ever had to deal with in my life and just to embrace the enormity of it the economic impact that's coming the fact that honestly are we social distancing enough for 
this disease to not impact us and the reality of that situation is we don't know if we look at i mean for, for fun <laughs> which i don't know why right now we've had roughly 10,000 people or no we had 2000 1600 people dead in the US and we had but the last two days, a 14% increase in death rate. And for fun, I just extrapolated 30 days if we keep a 14 increase in death rate. And by the end of 30 days, 600,000 people died, which is a lot in 30 days. Will we get to that? I don't know. Maybe the social distancing we've been doing has been working and we could slow down that 14%. But that increase, in, we are in the middle of the bad part at the very least in this country and i don't know if it's going to get better it's going to get worse and it's scary which leads to the both sides of the panic and not the embracing of the reality of the situation as i mentioned last week or the previous weeks embracing reality is very important to this aspect of it and truly embracing that fear embracing that scaredness of it and how it affects us it's okay to be afraid it's okay to be sad see that's what got me away from the law of attraction i used to be very much into the law of attraction about four or five years ago i would be right there i would be saying we got to look at this positive stay in a space where the where we're healthy everyone has to imagine the world without the pandemic and then we can manifest collectively co-create a world where this disease is gone and we can do this and that probably be all over my facebook that would be probably what i'd be talking about in my if i was doing a podcast i'd be talking about how we could manifest our way out of this how all we have to do is set our positive mindset and empower ourselves to co-create get into an upper vibration to the point where you don't get sick and that somehow the only reason you can get sick is if you're in the vibration of sickness so you must vibrate yourself out of co COVID-19 so that you do not get sick. That would be something I would be saying five years ago. I got into Brene Brown and I loved her talking about vulnerability and making me realize that part of the law of attraction is creating another shield around yourself, a false sense of security, a false sense of reality, a false, a false, another false, another ego. Like I, like another person who I enjoy, Adi Ashanti, likes to talk about that spiritual ego. And you can see a lot of the spiritual ego coming out in this COVID-19 situation. That is one thing I would say if you're going to look at the positives. But I honestly, there's no positives in the sense of that it would be, we'd be much better if it didn't happen. So I don't really want to talk about positive aspects in that sense where I can be thankful for it or grateful for it. But at the same time, you can look at the positive side or the potential positive side of this where if you want to get a better understanding of how you deal with fear looking at your reaction to this if you are someone who is buying all the toilet paper why are you buying all the toilet paper why are you feeling so insecure why you're not listening to health officials telling you you don't need more than two to three weeks supply of toilet paper that you're fine that's all you all you really need you don't need five ten fifteen hundred weeks of toilet paper right now but at the same time it's a good way to ask yourself why haven't 
you truly embraced it. I put I made a post on my Facebook page about having my first COVID-19 cry. And I did. I've cried at least two or three times on the enormity and the scariest being scared of this situation. This situation is scary. This situation is frightening. And the fact that I won't be able to see my girlfriend in a while, she's really embracing this social distancing and it makes total sense. And I totally understand that, but I do miss her. And it's going to be sad that I probably won't be able to see her until maybe May, maybe this will be done around April. Like a lot of people are saying or hoping, which is possible. This is possible that once it becomes more summer time-ish that this will burn out, even though it's not really showing that. But just seeing the enormity of it, just truly feeling it. I cried. I was sad. It was uh, 3 p.m. on Thursday. I was kind of, you know, I was at working at home and I was just, it was becoming hard to pay attention. And then all the sadness hit me. And I decided to post on Facebook about it. I decided to write a post about crying and like, have you had your COVID-19 cry on this situation? And the purpose of that post was simple. I want people to feel solidarity in the fact that it's okay to cry. It's okay to be afraid because this is scary. This is very scary. The one of my Facebook friends who is trying their best in this situation. I don't want to disparage this person, but they also came on my post and talked about how they haven't cried for it. Almost wearing it like a badge of honor. To be honest, I see there's nothing honorable about not crying. Nothing. And it is this desire to not show weakness. This desire to not show vulnerability. I think that is just a way to disconnect from other people, you know? Sorry, I'm kind of also trying to look for this post because I want to be accurate in it. You know, I should really do a better job of setting up before I do these podcasts <laughs> or this live either way as you watch me touch my face as i'm thinking don't touch my face don't touch my face don't touch my face but from what i'm saying is this person came on and talked about how they were being empowered by this situation and then in this i think they were trying to be helpful definitely trying to be helpful however one thing i in my humble opinion i did not find it helpful i found it more of a way to disconnect from other people because there's a time to empower there's a time to build somebody back up but the idea and the there I found it. And it this corona is corona is empowering the heck out of me right now. Thank you, COVID nineteen. Stay strong, everybody. As a way to this to me is more of a disconnect. This is a way to not show vulnerability. Stay strong. Almost implying that crying isn't strong, that there is a weakness in crying. There's a weakness in feeling sad. There's a weakness in fear. But 
No, there's weakness in allowing sadness to overtake you to the point of becoming depressed. There's a weakness of letting fear overtake you to the point of panicking. And I don't actually want to use weakness because both of those are situations where it's understandable because this is big and this is scary. So it's not a weakness. It's just allowing your thoughts to get away from you is a better way of putting it. And saying that... I believe that we need to embrace our fears. We need to embrace the sadness, the desire to push through this, stay strong and not deal with it is not healthy. You got to look at it. This is a time to embrace your shadow. COVID-19 is the perfect time to embrace and look at how you deal with adversity. Because this is the biggest adverse thing that's happened in this country since World War II. At the very least, the Great Depression to the World War II. Hands down, this is it. Nothing we've experienced since then as a nation. This is something we haven't faced since World War II and the Great Depression and that situation and there but there have been pockets definitely pockets of people in this country so i don't want to disparage people who've gone through things like that but basically saying that as a nation this is as a world this is something that we just have to embrace and to look at the sadness look at the fear look at all those negative emotions the anxiety the worry and truly ask yourself and truly look in to yourself because you have the time and this of course is for people with relatively good mental health there's a lot of people out there who are not in the space to be able to do this and if you are one of those people i love you for who you are and that's okay don't look within because you might not be able to come out and i don't want you to become depressed by becoming spiritual this is a time where we truly have to love ourselves. We truly have to love each other and come together. And by loving ourselves and coming together, I don't mean that also means loving the fear part of ourselves, loving the sad part of ourselves, loving all aspects of ourselves. It is important to love. And love does not mean... I used to think love and fear don't go together. You can't love and fear at the same time. That used to make so much sense to me. But as I've grown older, as I've grown wiser, maybe... I truly see that they're not two sides of the same coin. They're just two aspects of the human condition. And you can be in full love of somebody and concerned about what's going to happen to them and feel that love. But at the same time, it's how you react to it. Are you freaking out? Are you freaking the other person out? Are you causing them to constrict? Are you causing them to expand? And if you're causing them to constrict, that means there's something in you that is constricting and you're allowing the fear to allow you to constrict yourself. But at this time, in this moment, you can also allow it to expand and expand in that fear, expand in that sadness, expand in the love of it because the world is hurting. People are hurting. People are afraid. People are suffering. And now is a time to embrace that suffering. Embrace. Because life is suffering. It's part of the human condition. So... Looking at your life, I guess treat yourself awesome and stay healthy, number one. But if you are in a mental situation, in a physical situation where you can slow down, now is the time to embrace your fear. Now is the time to embrace your sadness. You can determine if this makes you better or if this makes you bitter. But at the same time, you need to process and process and truly feel. For your emotions are a part of you. They're who you are. I am Brett Dupree, the Catalyst of the Church of Awesome. 
I love you for who you are. I hope you stay safe in this situation. And I truly believe we will come out of it. And we will choose to become better. That is my hope. That is my desire. That is my vision. So feel that fear. Feel that sadness. Feel the vulnerability of it. And push forward. I love you. And this is a reminder to be love, to be joy, to be awesome. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live 8 a.m. Pacific Time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.